0: Gang, as we sit here recording in early April 2021, pandemic feels like it's almost over. And you know what, Miles? I think it's time for a complete change in my life. It's time to get out of the house and go on the underground fight circuit. That's right. I'm going to study your Shotokan karate, your Muay Thai fighting. I'm going to try to balance between the Kyoshi no Hado and the Satsui no Hado and... Nice try, kiddo. We're talking about the original Street Fighter Miles. How are you, buddy? drew
1: i am extremely excited uh, partially because uh, you know since we've come back i know we've done it maybe once or twice but
0: we have not done a whole lot of video gaming on the podcast video gaming and books are kind of the uh, two sides of the same it takes a long time coin it's harder to Uh, to to encapsulate an entire video game. But we here at The More You Nerd Podcast are dedicated to doing just that as we get into forgotten moments in gaming, our odd games out. And we start with one of the oddest on the list, the original Street Fighter.
1: So the impetus of this whole idea is that Drew and I wanted to talk about kind of, uh, I'm trying to find a good way to say it, but but not maligned, you said it best as, as kind of forgotten, but these overlooked entries in classic, and I would say loud series. And one of the ones that first came to mind was the original Street Fighter, because you don't often hear people talk about it. And so We're going to we're going to take you back to a time when arcades ruled the earth. And Drew and I are both of an age where we kind of lived at the tail end, but still got to, I think, reap some of the fun. Drew, did you spend much time
0: in the arcade as a kid? At birthday parties, mostly. Okay, so
1: you were like a mall rat kid that, like, you know, your mom was doing some shopping. You made a beeline to the arcade or something. So
0: that was the hard part is that most of the arcades that we had around me were token based, and if I didn't have cash, I didn't get tokens.
1: Oh, okay. And uh,
0: and even (laughs) and even then, even then, for me, uh, there was one mall that had an arcade, but the mall that my parents wanted to go to didn't have one. And my town was I, I'm from a small town, but it wasn't exactly the era where you could just walk across it to get to a to get to a place. So it was uh, right.
1: I, I mean, you you know where I grew up. So, yeah. I mean, we went to the college there. It's, it's very much the same. Um, I so the mall that was closest to my house did have an arcade. And so growing up, especially if, you know, it's me and my brother, as my mom would allow us or if if uh, one of her friends or a babysitter was was with her we could hang out the arcade because i was still pretty young and as i came of the age where you know i could just hang up by myself at the arcade arcades went away and it was a culture that i have i think i'm also super nostalgic for because with a lot of things that i love from the 80s i didn't really get to experience it in my most developmental years like I loved the idea of it I always dreamed about it but I didn't get to I didn't get to experience the kind of pinnacle of that time period and an arcade culture is something that I have always been a, a huge proponent of and I don't think you have arcade culture lasting as long as it did without the fighting game genre which is something that We're going to talk about today because it really begins with Street Fighter.
0: And Street Fighter is very interesting because it is at its core extremely similar to what would come later. But obviously Street Fighter 2 was the, the game for years and years and years after that. But it's interesting to to go back and play this because this is... Had you ever played this one before, Miles? I had played it when the collection
1: came out because I don't think there was a way to play it unless you found a cabinet, which uh, by the time I was on the scene was getting a little harder to find. A lot of A lot of more discount arcades or some convenience stores had them because they became cheaper after the boom of Street Fighter 2. And at that time... You know, you, you want to play the newest one. You don't want to play. Oh, <laughs> I'm not playing Street Fighter 2 or Street yeah. Fighter 1. And we'll also well, we'll get we'll get into that. Um, but I was a big fighting game person. I played a lot of Street Fighter 2 in the arcades. I think my very first arcade memory is from playing the first Street Fighter 2. And no, I, I, I know from well being your friend for forever. You're not a big fighting game person,
0: right? not not anymore i was bigger when i was around people and when i say that like growing up slumber parties going to friends houses on weekends there was a lot of of mortal Kombat. there was a lot of street mm-hmm. fighter alpha there was a lot of marvel versus capcom too so what getting to college college was maybe mm. my my bread and butter years of the fighting game really cuz
1: i thought i thought that you were mostly
0: wow at that time No, cuz wow i didn't start until end of college but oh, was it was it was it that recent i thought i thought it was because it didn't come out until 04, 05. and i i did not start playing until oh five so mm. okay and you know you tapped onto something very very um
1: interesting to me is because i i often consider myself a a solo player outside of destiny but growing up You know, even genres that I don't play, like racing games, if you were over at somebody's house or you were partaking in a group activity where everyone was playing video games, it didn't matter. You were all playing, you know, uh, Cruising USA or Mortal Kombat or GoldenEye or or some sort of multiplayer, what would become online multiplayer games. You know, you were playing these couch co-op games and... I feel like even people who didn't really care for fighting games. Oh, I'm so bad at it. They would still play. You know, it was the thing to do.
0: You you didn't want to be left out. Like even if you were awful at the game, which I was, you still needed to have your turn. Now, I say I was awful at Street Fighter. I was good at Soul Calibur and Soul Calibur 2. So that great is, is a whole other conversation. But let's jump back in time to 1987 to a game that despite the fact that I had never played it until this week, I had seen, I was aware that it existed. This game had to be. (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously, but, but, but this game was even more influential than I could have anticipated. So let's get into some of the history of street fighter. So street fighter began as a lot of great pieces of entertainment do out of boredom. Street fighter director, Takahashi, Nishiyama was attending a meeting at Capcom between the development staff and the sales team. The meeting ran long and Nishiyama became, began daydreaming about a game inspired by a title he had developed for, for another studio called Spartan X, also known as Kung Fu master or just Kung Fu uh, in the States. But instead of going through stages, the game would only be boss fights. So if you think about back at the time you would fight through like, a side-scrolling adventure, and then at the end, there'd be the big boss fight at the end. This just skipped right to the boss fight. After the meeting, he shared his idea with Capcom producers who were interested enough to try to develop the concept. So Nishiyama and Street Fighter planner Hiroshi Matsumoto began looking into creating characters, each with different looks, and importantly, different fighting styles. And thus, you know, the birth of the competitive fighting genre began.
1: You know, it's funny because I was, you know, reading some of the oral histories and stuff about this game. And I take for granted what a a novel concept that was at the time. You know, that that there's no level. It's just you and the boss. And I know that other games like, you know, uh, have done that for adventure style games like Shadow of the Colossus and and the like, but the idea that this was... No one was doing
0: that, the, that, that the, the whole idea that like, oh, well, and, and interestingly enough, when it comes to another game that I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, Final Fight, which was developed, which began development right after this game came out, which was very much a side scrolling, beat him up, get to the end of the level and fight a boss. I had never because fighting games have been just part of our. Lexicon life, yeah, life for so long. And I know there were had been other fighting style games like Karateka on the NES and and a few other things, but just the idea that someone thought of it as skipping to the boss is such a novel, weird way to describe a fighting game that I never would have thought of.
1: Yeah, and oh, and, and it, I think it was awesome that you brought up Final Fight because there is so much shared DNA. I mean. You know, it began as Street Fighter 89, but aside from that, there is there a stylistic DNA that is in Final Fight, and it, it makes sense that, that, that those characters have ended up in Capcom fighting games, if not Street Fighter titles, uh, after, the, after the fact. But back to the Street Fighter itself, due to technological and budgetary limitations, the playable cast was whittled down to Ryu and Gad. Which, if you know anything about Street Fighter, especially at the time, it's essentially a palette swaps for the exact same character. Well, And, and, now, not, these- to,
0: and not to mention that it was Ryu and Ken, but it was only Ken if you're doing multiplayer.
1: Correct. You could not <laughs> choose Ryu. You, you, uh, you could only be Ken if you were the second player, which, you know, is one of your favorite tropes in, I would say, pop culture, the Red Rival.
0: Yes, I Ken Masters uh, is a guy with blonde hair that dresses in red. That's yeah, I
1: would not be lost on a Japanese audience at all. And for those who <laughs> might be a little confused, we are
0: referring to uh, Char from Gundam. Yes, one of the most iconic characters of all time, especially at the time. You know, this was 1987. We're less than a decade into into Gundam, Zeta Gundam had just gone off air.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, Zeta just had that just was, finished. That was like eighty
0: five, I think. So,
1: so even though he's you know Captain Quattro in that, uh, it's it's Whatever. the same character. Yeah, yeah. So, Matsumoto claimed the most difficult part about this creation process was the fact that the main programmer who was hired for Street Fighter wasn't even originally a game programmer, and you know, listening to other podcasts talk about the creation of games from this era, that's, it's something that comes up a lot. But as someone maybe who has just grown up in gaming culture, that idea is so alien to me. Because not only did he have no uh, gaming, you know, background, basically, according to Matsumoto, he had no idea how to take any sort of orders or instructions into programming a game. Matsumoto said that he often had to literally teach him exactly what needed to be done. And how that happens, I just won't ever understand. Matsumoto himself said it would have taken six months less time if I just done it myself.
0: And and this is another thing about games of this era. The development teams were way smaller. It was Oh yeah. The 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 code the code stack that you needed to make a game even one as as big as this at the time is nowhere near what it takes today to make a a big arcade game Um,
1: yeah it's it's impossible to think about how many people were involved in a zelda game now and how many people were involved in a zelda game 35 years ago
0: there there is a a a very funny image that i see pop up on on social media and Reddit a lot where it's a picture of of mario from the 8-bit mario game And then the caption under the picture says this image is larger than the Mario game on the NES. (laughs) Just the file (laughs) size of the image is bigger than the file size of of the Mario ROM that was. It's it's so
1: wild to think about. Like I think what was it? There there was some some movie that has like a floppy disk that has like three megabytes. Maybe it's Tron. Three megabytes of data or Yeah, it's just three megabytes. And I'm just sitting there looking at it like, wow.
0: (laughs) I remember it was a there was a TV show about uh, failed TV pilots and it was Scott Bakula. And he was he was playing this character that had a computer installed in his brain after an accident. And this scientist that did it is is making this big, you know. Oh, and we put all of this in your head and it's this big warehouse full of reel to real data tapes and things like that and all of this this represents big warehouse all of this represents over five megabytes of data and i just one of those things that doesn't not, not even a song now not even a song it is the weirdest like the way that technology advances and the way that you think technology advance is going to advance doesn't necessarily match up and that is also true Of Street Fighter because Street Fighter didn't release in what we know today as the classic arcade style cabinet. Well, it had a cabinet, but the controls were a little different. Initially, it was unveiled as a deluxe upright cabinet with the standard joystick. So you still you had the joystick to move around, but also two large force sensitive buttons, one for kick and one for punch. So this is the thing that you have to understand about Street Fighter that I'm going to pause and say. In Street Fighter games, there is a light, a medium and a heavy punch and a light, a medium and a heavy kick. Based on how hard you hit the kick button or the punch button is whether you would get the light, the medium or the heavy. This was a (laughs) This is wild, and if you look up, if you look up uh, uh, the the because pictures of these exist online. It's this, amazing how silly it looks. It looks wild. Uh, this was an effort by Capcom to get into the high end arcade business and to take some of the the massive amount of money that Sega and Namco were were bringing in, and the gimmick. Would be like, oh, the strength that you have is how hard your character is going to is going to hit. And it was basically a -a whack-a-mole situation, Uh, except the sensor didn't exactly work super well. So they ended up partnering with Atari to compete to complete the final other like basic. And I'm putting basic in air quotes that no one can see but Miles, uh, which is (laughs) which is the the standard six button layout. And that's how they they released the deluxe cabinet with the force pressure buttons and they released the six button layout.
1: Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild to think about. I, I remember them talking about, you know, apparently they had a pretty good relationship with Atari. It's it's funny to think about now because now all these companies are competing video game companies and they were at the time, but it wasn't as. I guess there were some some barriers that were easier than others and. Atari was known for some of the best arcade cabinets, like the physical, technical arcade cabinets. So they hit Atari up, like let's 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 do this. And the problem really was the fact that you know they started debuting this game at they weren't conventions, but they were these little special events Capcom would hold. At one, I think being like in the same arena that Rocky fights in the first Rocky movie in (laughs) Philadelphia. And they have like a bunch of like boxers and stuff to like, you know, help unveil it. And, you know, people seem to have fun, but the problem was that, you know, one bout tended to leave virtually every player, even seasoned athletes pretty exhausted after their one playthrough. And a lot of times the sensor wasn't always picking things up. So you had people with bloody knuckles and, you know, that's a health concern. And when you want kids in arcades dumping their allowance money into your machines, tiring them out and destroying their hands after one go isn't going to help you out.
0: Yeah. Injuries were also pretty prevalent with that version of the machine.
1: Yeah. So they quickly made the decision before it went fully public to modify the game to having a six button layout, uh, which even that was extremely unconventional at the time, because most arcade machines only had two buttons. So they were still pushing things ahead of the curve. Now you will see photos of this weird two button monstrosity that they, they doled out. And it looks like a, a arcade machine that was made for giant children. (laughs) And they took it on like some sort of press tour, which which I was talking about earlier. But I don't think it ever came to America outside of that commercially. I know it did have a release in Japan. I didn't see any evidence that it was commercially available in the States, although some people may have gotten a hold of it. I could be wrong about that. But nonetheless, the, the, <laughs> they finally got the, the six buttons to work and were ready to finally release. Street Fighter into the world.
0: <laughs> and, and and I I I want to land on this 6 button layout. 6 button yeah. control schemes for fighting games is the default. It is what yeah. is used in every fighting game.
1: It is the standard.
0: And that 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 it started here as mm-hmm. a as a side note to this other idea for controlling the game they had. Just revolutionary in a way that they didn't expect so when it was released in 1987 street fighter was considered a modest success how modest well really we don't know capcom has never released any official numbers we can only glean from survey results from trade magazines in the 80s and it doesn't help that almost everyone in the company interprets the game's performance differently the general consensus, though is that the game did fine while it laid some foundations for what would later be utilized in its iconic follow-up Street Fighter 2, the first Street Fighter's reputation is one of humble beginnings. And for that particular title, that's where it stayed.
1: Yeah, and that is what Drew and I were really curious to look into because, you know, no one really talks about Street Fighter 1. I. And I, 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 we both had the uh, 30th anniversary collection I, I think I had the PS2 collection that came out in 2003 or four, and I probably didn't even play it then. And so I, I probably played Street Fighter for the first time, I think, when the Switch launched. Because uh, I, I bought the, the uh, Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection the day it came out. And the first thing I did back then was was boot up the first Street Fighter, thinking, "Oh man, this is going to be a fun romp down memory lane." Not even a little bit of the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's it's going to be. So one, one thing I do want I do want to make clear because most people who, who listen to us or have listened to us for a long time know that we do we do take what we do here uh, pretty seriously, even when we do very serious and bad quote unquote things, we never purposely just dunk on things uh, in the spirit of uh, maliciousness. And in the same the same spirit, uh, we're not going to have some super, super nice things to say about the experience that we had. I can tell you that right now. But it is not in any sense uh, us trying to be hip or or edgy or anything like that. We, we want to communicate our experiences with this game as honestly as possible. And, I, and that experience informs why this game is not talked out
0: about a lot. This game is so familiar on one hand and so utterly foreign on
1: the other. Yes,
0: 100%. You can see everything that would end up going into Street Fighter 2 and working really well beginning to be implemented here and just not quite there. So so take, for example, Ryu and Ken, Ryu and Ken have their their one of their trademark moves, the Hadouken fireball. And if you have ever thrown a Hadouken, it's it's quarter circle forward punch.
1: Yep. Downright fierce. uh, uh,
0: Quarter circle punch. uh, You know, you, you, you go down and forward on the stick. And you press punch and it shoots a Hadouken. So what's the first thing I try to do is throw a Hadouken <laughs> and I can't do it. It ain't working. I don't know why it's not working. I pause the game and I pull up the control scheme. And, and so so Ken and Rio, they, they only have three moves. It's their three iconic moves. The the Hadouken fireball, the dragon punch uh, and the hurricane kick.
1: Didn't even bother with the other two, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I uh, can give you Shoryuken. Shoryuken,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: atsumaki senpuyaku is a little bit more difficult to remember. I always say Hurricane Kick as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, and and the controls for these moves are the same, but because of the way the game operates, it doesn't want like there's a timing to it that I could not land. I could randomly get a a. A Hadouken off, a Fireball off. I could randomly get a Tatsumaki Simpu Kyaku, the Hurricane Kick, Hurricane Kick. <laughs> you had to show off, so I'm going to show off. Uh, <laughs> but the thing about this, and this is the this is important to know about this game, is that, and and knowing what I knew about Street Fighter, about the backstory of Street Fighter Two, be it from games or comics or movies or whatever i know that this game ends with ryu hitting the character sagat with a dragon punch can. and giving him sagat's iconic scar across his chest mm-hmm. i could not get that move to pull off no matter how hard i tried
1: I had the exact opposite problem. I could do the can, no problem. I could not get the Hadouken to go off to save my life, literally. Um, and no, that's, it,
0: and this is the that's other.
1: That's the, yeah, go ahead. Obviously, that's the, that's the issue with this game is the moves are the same. It's the the way they are implemented are either too precise or it's the game's just kind of general lack of um communication between the input and the game itself because i i was getting frustrated with my own performance and it's gonna sound super d-baggy but like i know what i'm doing i've (laughs) i've played fighting games my entire life i have entered fighting game tournaments and i wasn't amazing but i could at least get past the first round in In these actual physical tournaments that I entered, so I, I i am I am at least competent at fighting games, or I used to be. I'm super rusty um, so I was getting really, really upset with myself, and so i I logged out of Street Fighter and turned on three different iterations of Street Fighter Two because there's like ten in this collection <laughs> and Moves went out with that hitch. Show Ryukens, hurricane kicks, spinning bird kicks. Uh, cannon strike from Kami. I tried different characters just to make sure it wasn't my controller it's my
0: controller. That's doing this wrong, right? Like I loaded up Street Fighter Alpha two. I jumped in as Ryu, threw off some Hadoukens. I, I jumped into Street Fighter three third strike and then I am I jumped in with Ken and I'm sure you can, sure you can. And it was no, not even a problem. Fine. Then you go back to Street Fighter. I'm like, OK, OK, here we go. And then nothing, nothing. So here's the other side of that 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 is that is what I am more frustrated with. So the game does have. You ever played a fighting game? Most fighting games have the the sort of health bar at the top for you and your opponent, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the original Street Fighter, that health bar depletes so fast. <laughs> yeah, there is a character. <laughs> I restarted the game. I played I, I luckily there are no quarters that you have to fill to, that you have to put in for this. Otherwise, I'd be bankrupt. But I was trying to fight the character Mike. Mike is an American boxer. He's not Mike Tyson, but he's a boxer named Mike. <laughs> and uh, the thing about Mike is all he has to do is connect a punch on you three times. And that's the end of the match. 3 mm-hmm. times. Now similarly, if you can get a a fireball or uh, or a dragon punch that will also only take 3 times to knock out your opponent. I was reading online as I was doing research about why these moves weren't playing off that if you can get a hurricane kick to land in the right spot, all it takes is Game one ever. hurricane kick to take yeah. out that person completely, which is not at all what future what future <laughs> games are like
1: uh Street Fighter 2 this the the very original Street Fighter 2, the special moves did take off a good chunk of life. Uh, that is no longer the case, but in the original Street Fighter 2 and maybe even turbo they they are a little bit more powerful because just your move set was more still limited now we, we talk we've talked a little bit about how limiting the controls are and I they are extremely frustrating and it. Uh, elicited a lot of bad language from both Drew and I in, in text to each other <laughs> while we played this,
0: but Luckily I do we didn't want, play it. We should try to play it against each other with. the uh, online well, I, mode. I really
1: so I've, I'm glad you said something because we, we could attempt this at some point during this this month. It would be kind of fun if we were able to stream some night one of the games. I don't know if either of us will have uh, time with uh, some of our other commitments this month, but uh, it would be a fun thing. Obviously, if this happens, we'll announce it properly. But it it was something I was thinking about when I'm playing this. I'm like, man, I wish Drew and I were actually playing right now just to (laughs) talk about how frustrating this experience is.
0: Honestly, it would just be a it would just be an opportunity to practice throwing fireballs and figuring out the (laughs) fireball rotation and why it wouldn't work Uh,
1: we go viral just like these two idiots can't pull off the most basic moving street fighter (laughs) um and and i do want to talk about a little bit about this because this game and so i one of the things that I, i will say is this game is basically a rough draft it is a rough draft to what will become one of the most influential games of all time I mean, you can say what you want about how you feel about Street Fighter or Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, but Street Fighter 2 is one of the most influential games of all time. 100%. Because while this game was the rough draft, and I see why it does not get the credit, it does establish things that Street Fighter 2 perfected. And I still give credit to Street Fighter 2 because while this did it, it did not execute it properly. This is an excellent rough draft to what will become an excellent game. But this does set formulas that have been so influential to fighting games in general. One, this created a genre, but the quarter turn, the quarter turn uh punch or kick is one of the most basic special moves that have been utilized by almost every single fighting game from here on out, unless you're accessed because Guilty Gear just wanted to be difficult. Um <laughs> They, they would want to be different. And some of them still use the quarter turns, but they use opposite things. But it, it's mostly known as the Capcom style, but it was so influential that even SNK sometimes implemented it. Uh, the six, six button implementation that Drew mentioned at the, in the history, that became the standard. There are so many things. This is the first game that is a fighting game that utilizes special moves and it's it's mind-blowing to think about but so while this game doesn't quite get the mark and i completely understand why it it does not get talked about too often it it does set things up it sets the formula up for street fighter 2 to take and perfect and become the iconic franchise that it is and. Drew, there was something that you mentioned at the beginning of the history that I did want to touch on because I kept thinking about this very game while I was playing. The, the, the play style is not very fluid in in the first Street Fighter, and I kept thinking, this game reminds me of Kung Fu on the NES, which is a very basic uh, fighting fighting game, or, or uh, the, I guess, progenitor to the beat-em-up. And but the, the way the kicks and the punches go forward are almost identical. So finding out that, um, not Matsumoto, but um,
0: uh, Nishiyama. Uh, Nishiyama
1: developed Spartan X, which in the States in the, the, was the NES Kung Fu, makes all the sense in the world <laughs> because I, that I kept getting annoyed with how they. Th- this is something that's super obnoxious. Is every time you throw a punch or kick or
0: move, there are some real bad voices in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's something else that I want to mention, and-, and this is also something from the history that that I noticed is that even though Ryu and Ken are basically palette swap characters, uh, the rest of the ten other fighters are not. They all have not only do they have special moves, but they all have moves that are seemingly based on. A real or fake fighting style. So you've got you've got you've got two characters from each nation that is represented two from Japan, two from the US, two from China, two from England and two from Thailand. So in Japan, you've got Retsu, who is. Kind of your typical like. He's more more your typical karate guy. And you've got Geki, who is a ninja and Geki. He's got one of those arm blade things, kind of like we see Vega have and in, in Street Fighter 2. Not the same yes. guy, but clearly there's some inspiration there. But he can do a move where he vanishes into a puff of smoke and appears behind you. Then you've got from the US, you've got Joe and Mike and Joe is a martial arts champion, but Mike is a boxer. So Mike barely kicks None of his moves are kicks, but his punches are extremely powerful and and, and so on, so forth throughout the rest of the characters in this game. They all fight differently. They all have different stages and the stages have different music, all things that would come through in future Street Fighter games. Not to mention, and this is something that that I found extremely fascinating because I played Street Fighter 2. I played a lot of Street Fighter Alpha. And the alpha series of games, which in Japan is known as Street Fighter Zero. So this is where the Street Fighter story gets a little complicated. So you have the story of Street Fighter and you have the story of Street Fighter 2. Well, the Street Fighter Mm -hmm. Alpha or Zero games take place between Street Fighter 1 and Street Fighter 2. But it's in that game that you have characters from this game reemerge onto the scene. Characters Mm -hmm. like like so Ryu and Ken obviously have been in every game, and Sagat is the big bad, the the main, the main bad like the guy you have to beat in in Street Fighter 1, and he's been in in I think most, if not all of the rest of the Street Fighter games, too. But you've got characters like Birdie and Adon and Gen who started here, and no one really paid attention to them until a decade later. When they showed back up in Street Fighter Alpha games with new art and 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 they had story that mixed in between comics and anime that and and and, and manga and other stuff that, that filled in all of these gaps between these things. And you find out that the story of the Street Fighter games is dense, so dense and that yes, the, and that this game, this largely forgotten game, at least for America, this is another thing that I have to say. In America, this game is not as well known, and I, ha- I, I have a rationale as to why I think that is, but that for this forgotten piece of the puzzle, it still matters so much to the overall story of every game that came after it. Characters, mm-hmm. even if they don't show up in the game, there's a character named Lee who was a Chinese, uh, a Chinese uh, Kung Fu expert. We find out in later games and side stories and things like that, that he's the guy who trained Chun-Li. One of the most iconic Street Fighter characters. The, that, yeah, it, I, I do
1: love the way that this series connects the dots. And, you know, Mortal Kombat gets a lot of love for its crazy dark fantasy lore. But Street Fighter has an intense and detailed lore. That is why I mean and lore that doesn't just take place over Street Fighter 1, 2, Alpha, 1, 2, 3, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 4 and 5. It also takes place in Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Edition, Street Fighter 2, the new challengers. Like all of these have just a little bit of extra piece to it. That. Count towards the story, even though it's most of the same game with an added feature. And even though
0: it's a fighting game where none of the story is even in there, except at the end, like after you win or lose a fight and the characters say things to each other.
1: Yeah, a lot of it uh, was in manuals. Because manuals used to be a thing. That's true. And so like like I said earlier, I remember some like I want to say discount or taste, but like some. Uh, convenience stores and some kind of more cheaper like bowling alleys and stuff having Street Fighter 1 cabinets because like oh well you know this Street Fighter is everywhere now it's too expensive to get Street Fighter 2 but I can get a cheap Street Fighter machine and I specifically remember I think the Starlanes bowling alley I think had one uh, they eventually got a, uh, Street Fighter 2 but I remember them having Street Fighter 1 at one point and I think that's where I ever saw. it. I don't know if I ever played it in the wild. I don't think I really played it until. I either played I, if, if I didn't play it on the PS2, then it was the switch release, of the 30th anniversary collection that I ever played. The first Street Fighter game, yeah, it's, which it's, is wild to me.
0: It's shown up on some Capcom arcade collections over the years. But uh, it, but but that's part of the, the issue is that. This game, unlike Street Fighter 2, this game had a home release but it was way more limited than the home oh, release for yeah. anything else. So this game got released on the in the in, in uh, worldwide on the TurboGrafx 16, specifically the TurboGrafx CD, which was the CD game add-on for the TurboGrafx 16. I think it was called Fighting Street, wasn't it? It was released under the name Fighting Street. Same well a, a similar similar uh uh uh, font but but same colors but it was called fighting street o- outside of that there were like it got a dos release and a commodore 64 release and a zx Spectrum release and a number of other releases for for just these computers that had decent enough decent enough you know backgrounds but the one platform it never got released on was the biggest console of the day the nintendo entertainment system This is where I find the Capcom, the the Street Fighter anniversary collection fascinating because they give you just they they literally show you a screenshot of an eight bit NES version of the original Street Fighter game. With a with a side note that says this game was apparently in development we think this is the only proof we have that it ever existed. (laughs) And that's from Capcom. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. Like, and so uh, it is known, especially up until maybe like the late nineties, companies were notoriously bad about keeping records and just reusing or throwing away data disks. So it stands to reason that, that that Capcom wouldn't know because at the time it wasn't what it is now. Um, but the the game also just had very confusing advertising. I'm looking at a a magazine ad for uh, an English release of I think British release of Street Fighter, or not really. yeah. and it's it's got. A singular character wearing a leather jacket. You're looking at the back. He's got kind of a black hair, a little bit of a mullet, which was kind of the fashion at the time. And he's being surrounded by all these street thugs. Some of them are armed, some aren't. And he's in kind of like in this dilapidated alleyway. It's uh, got a chain link fence around it. He's got a, that ch- is
0: n- got a chain around n- his
1: back. Yeah, that, that is nothing like the game that you are. The game you are. You are voluntarily in this fighting game tournament. You are not.
0: You know, absconded by ruffians. (laughs) So this this is where this reminds me more of the game Final Fight, which I wonder if this is the same art for some Final Fight release.
1: Uh, It might have been (laughs)
0: because Final Fight was was a side scrolling beat em up that made by the same teams that was was going to to originally release as Street Fighter 89 um what what's interesting a great to me great
1: title what, honestly
0: what's interesting to me about this this image miles is you can actually look they have four screens uh on this this poster that show yes. the different versions of it like the the spectrum and the the commodore sixty four and just how different and how quite frankly bad a lot of these things looked because the other that's the other side of this is that this is something we take for granted today and have probably taken it, taken for granted for about the last 10 or 15 years. But arcade hardware used to be way better than the hardware that you could get for your home system. There was only, oh, yeah. there was only one exception to that. And that was the Neo Geo, but the Neo Geo costs $4,000 in 1980s money. So,
1: <laughs> uh, Final fight, I think is where they really perfected the look and style that Street Fighter would have, even though the actual look of Street Fighter, you definitely felt when you play Street Fighter 2, that, okay, Final Fight gets us here. Even the fighting style in Final Fight is closer to Street Fighter 2 than Street Fighter 1. But it also, in some of the early adverts, if you can find, uh, and you can find them online, there is a, a Japanese magazine ad for Street Fighter 89 and it utilizes, I think what ended up use, being used as the um, home releases here, but the kind of Udon anime style. Um, it's a little less cartoony. It's the one they went through until the least the late the late 90s that um, had a very, very prominent anime style, but it also had some realism to it. And it's one of my favorite art styles in the world. Street Fighter Alpha series used this to great effect. And that is um my favorite the the sprite style from those games are my favorite of all time and that Me includes too. the Me x-men uh, fighting game they used that for all of that i love this style so when someone wants to talk about an anime style that they really appreciate this this is it and drew i know you have a big appreciation for the 90s anime aesthetic
0: oh yeah and and actually if you go in and look i don't know where these were released but they had they have released That same Street Fighter 89 style. Design for all of the characters in the original Street Fighter. I don't know whether this was done at the time or if this was done as part of a a remix collection. I just don't know, but it looks great. Actually, it looks like it might be the Capcom classic collection artwork, but it's it's closer to it's closer to that 80s or excuse me, that 90s street fighter alpha style than the original style but it's way closer to that final like it looks like the same art that would be final fight street fighter 89 and, and i love yeah, it i love those designs the art
1: the art utilized in the first street fighter game which again they they were low on funds and low on resources it's pretty rough and honestly even when you're playing the first street fighter again because it still hasn't rounded out that style yet it's A little rough.
0: (laughs) The character portraits when you win or lose a fight are. Yeah. (gasps) we. Once Street Fighter 2, the new challengers,
1: enters the game is when you started seeing a lot more of this. Anime influenced. I, I mean, it's the Udon art style. And once that is kind of solidified, I mean, Street Fighter is synonymous with it. I mean, I know that they have. Used this 3.5 d uh style with street fighter four and five but when most people think of street fighter this is the art style that you think of and again they they set a precedent i mean so many people were influenced by this style that look i'm, I'm glad that we went back and played street fighter it was a, a frustrating experience even for someone that you know, likens themselves to be a fighting game fan. It's it's a very basic experience. And if you've I had thought, an
0: experience, I thought I was going to go in there. And it's like, oh, I just need to get a little time on this game. You know, but four hours later, as I am reloading another fake coin into it so I can go and fight Mike again. <laughs> where I never beat him. I never beat him. I'm sorry, Miles, I interrupted you.
1: No, you're fine. I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of haunting feelings that I miss you know, leaving an arcade and not having enough quarters to beat Sagat, you know, because he had, his tiger uppercut like had a hitbox that was like half of the screen and leaving an arcade because, you know, we had to leave or it was time to my mom was done shopping or, or whatever it was for whatever reason. I was at the arcade and it was often because my mom was, was shopping and I just got dropped off. I was I'd be thinking about what I could do. The next time I fought Sagat, like the next time I happened to be the arcade, like what my strategy was going to be. And I would I would read, you know, uh, EGM and Game Pro and, and, and everything that had little tips and tricks on Street Fighter. Of, OK, this is what he does. And this is how you, you know, those were <laughs> those were fun. I, I miss I miss leaving a game and having it stick with me um outside of games that have emotional resonance it's been a while since i've stopped playing a game and have been haunted by the experience outside of a couple choice raids in destiny (laughs) and 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 this game did deliver that because it's so limited in in its presentation and i think as a, a historical piece of gaming it's very, very awesome to play. like i I am glad I got to play Street Fighter One. I am glad that Capcom, unlike a lot of companies, you know, said, "Yeah, here's the first, you know, twenty five years of our history on one game. Please play it." And so i'm I'm pretty thankful for to Capcom, which is not something I say very often at all, <laughs> that allows me to have that experience because, Wow, we both walked away pretty frustrated. I think if you're a fighting game fan, if you're a game historian, if you are a retro gamer, or you just kind of want to experience what some of these games were like at the time, it's well worth your your time and money to at least check it out. I mean, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection is available, I think, on every console And it has like 12 games on it.
0: And it was as cheap as 10 bucks on a sale a couple of weeks ago. Like it it gets really affordable.
1: I think, I think it was 30 at launch. And I mean, again, you get 12 games. So I, you get one, every version of two, three versions of three and uh, all three street fighter alphas. So it's, it's a pretty great deal. Um, and and this is this is definitely the experience that I wanted to start off with, because I feel like this might have been the most negative one that we're going to have.
0: We'll see what happens next I'm week. I'm not so sure after we talk about next week. Uh, so final so, final thoughts on Street Fighter. So here's the thing I I, I think I'm going to stick
1: with. I think it is a fantastic rough draft to what will eventually come become one of the most influential games of all time. And as a piece of history, it's fascinating to look at, but it is not fun to play.
0: I agree. It is interesting to think about how largely forgotten this game has been, especially to the American audience, and then going and looking at it and seeing it and seeing how it's not been forgotten. It's just been put through a lens that... It shines through everything in this game has influenced everything that came after it. And it's, it's rough. It's a rough draft. It's a beta version as we might call it in today's it's early access street fighter, but but unlike a lot of early access games, uh, this (laughs) spawns this spawns sequels that were worlds better than the original could ever be. And part of that's technology and part of that's experience. And, and, but at its core it's still very much the same just a raw raw rough version of it and i'm glad to have have gone through that experience it you you can't go home again even street fighter 2 plays slower than i remember it playing it's always difficult to go Mm -hmm. back to older games especially games in the in the late 80s uh, because they just have a particular feel to them they were in a transitionary period and 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 it's it's weird. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad to I'm glad to see it. I think we need to talk about what's happening next week.
1: All right. So next week we are moving from the arcades to the living room as we look into one I, I don't know if it's the most controversial title of a popular series, but it's one that that has either people forget about or people ab- outright loathe and we are going to talk about the legend of zelda entry zelda 2 the adventure of link for the nes um so preconceived notions drew have you played
0: much zelda 2 i have played two and a half minutes of zelda 2 this is the thing about zelda 2 that if you if you have played zelda games which i have played a lot of zelda games the reason that i wanted to cover this game is because this is the one that has been my white whale It is a different experience. Link gets experience points. He goes into basically random battles that play out like a rough 2D fighter. It is a different game. And because of that, because of the way that it played, it didn't play like the original. It didn't play like its follow up game. A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which is my favorite game of all time. This has been the game that every time I've sat down to try to get it, get into it. I haven't been able to do it, but I'm going to make myself this time. I'm going to make myself g- spend more than five minutes with it. Understand so, what's different about it. Understand how it works and see what we can do.
1: I have a a very different experience, I think. Uh, Zelda Two was the first Zelda game I ever played.
0: <laughs> I have heard this about people. I, uh, Justin McElroy uh, was just on on their podcast going through besties. all of the best the besties all go, doing a March Madness um, bracket of all the best Zelda games,
1: which is a very fun listen. I, I highly recommend that. Yeah, uh, um, and, despite but, but, some controversial things that were that were said by some members of that podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, about it, certain games. <laughs>
0: it, it ended like I thought it was going to end. I don't know if you can hear me dusting the the or dusting off my shoulders, but uh, but but again, that was was his first Zelda game, and uh, or man, what a weird game! It's so different. It's so, but it was also like part of
1: all the Nintendo multimedia at the time. Like Captain N and the Game Master and the Zelda cartoon utilized a lot of things that were from Zelda Two, and so for me you know i don't have a lot of memories outside of my initial plays um and i'll go more into it next week but i'm i it's not one i have touched in a very very long time and i am i'm excited to to dig back into it i'm i know we we have a lot of friends who kind of talk pretty pretty poorly about it and i'm i'm really interested in seeing if if it's more the fact that it is a follow up to a beloved game and it precedes an even more beloved game where it's just kind of that that middle child. Or if it's just not a good game, like well, I'm, I'm or, really, really excited or, to look
0: or potentially miles both. It could be all yeah. of those things. Uh, so that's that's it. We are going to be playing it. Luckily, Zelda two is easily available. It's on the Super Nintendo Classic. If you have one of those things or simply the NES Classic, not the Super Nintendo Classic, the Nintendo Entertainment System Classic. It is also available on the Nintendo Switch as part of Nintendo's uh, online uh, game library situation. Uh, I well, I feel like there might actually be a a special because they do a little ROM hackery for some of those things. I'm wondering if there is a ROM hacked version of that too. I can't remember if that's Thing
1: one. Act, of them. I, I, it's one of them. I feel like has has one. They yeah, they do do that sometimes. So i so that's where I'm super I will, stoked about that. That's
0: where I will be playing uh, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. And I am I'm nervous about this. in Miles, this is a little too close to home for me. I don't know what to say
1: yeah i mean this is gonna be interesting because you know i don't have we covered much zelda on this podcast did we even do a spoiler or a review cast from breath of the wild
0: i don't think we did but uh i mean it comes up oh, oh yeah we we
1: played play Link to the past for your birthday one
0: time i think Link's we wasn't Link no links the past i think i know that it's one that i have bandied about and debated uh you know whatever it's my favorite game of all time i mentioned it heavily yeah i uh, I've,
1: I've got a a link set was well, you can't see a link to statue behind me or the deluxe version of the history of zelda encyclopedia with the nintendo slipcover but i have i have yeah.
0: s- s- at least three zelda games in my grabbing range right now
1: um i have i have a um a four by six foot poster of hyrule that i have no room for that krista <laughs> got me for christmas two years ago that i, I Hopefully, we'll have a, sp- a space for because it's a gorgeous uh, poster for our uh, layout of the map of Breath of the Wild.
0: So, with that said, that is where we're going to end tonight. Thank you for joining us for the first installment of of our video game section, uh, Odd Game Out, uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week. In the meantime, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us at themoreuniverse.com for our entire backlog of almost a decade's worth of episodes you can find us on twitter at the more you nerd facebook.com slash the and you can of course email us your thoughts about street fighter your thoughts about zelda your thoughts about other games that you think we should cover the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com Until And if you want to get
1: some sweet sweet swag you can go to the more you
0: And until next time, we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd. Nerd. Out. Nice try, kiddo.